Comics in the combat zone. Comics in the combat zone. Usually we make you laugh, but now we're watching guys get stabbed with light tubes. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to the Comics in the Combat Zone, talking CZW. Rules were made to be broken. Happened in Sewell, New Jersey, October 10th, 2000. I gotta say, one of the shittier names for a show, Ben. <laughs> yeah, I mean, rules were made to be broken, and so was my spirit and morale. <laughs> for yeah. sure. They did break all the rules of just conventional wrestling booking and, like, storytelling. And but, like, not in a good way. Like, good guys and bad guys. Yeah, sometimes you need rules to have fun. Yeah, you know, like, I, I usually get into these just to see some violence, but when they do shit, like just heel versus heel matches or just not like everyone trying to be the cool bad guy like that happens in this show it drives me fucking crazy yeah it's uh i mean we'll get into it let's not spoil it yeah i'm sorry uh and i don't even want to banter you know how i feel about that uh but the show begins with the camera just panning on this rowdy crowd and you can tell like it looks like it's the afternoon and everyone's just shit-faced already you see hat guy in there just get do you think hat guys are drunk i meant to ask yes yeah. <laughs> to go to this many CZW shows live, there's no, there's no, because there's no way they're serving any non-alcoholic drinks there. Yeah, it just there's either. no chance, and there's no chance if they serve water. I'm not trusting that water if I'm there. So <laughs> yeah, they get it out of the New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah, the beer's gonna it. be more pure. Yeah, and you can hear the commentators yelling through just distorted microphones. Like if we put out audio this bad, I would be like, we can't release this episode. Like it was, it's just so shitty the audio. Yeah, I think it's a real rabbit's paw because, like, every episode I'm like, I, I wish they had commentary, I wish they had commentary. And this is like a genie being like, well, you wished for commentary, my boy. <laughs> and yeah. then they give it to you and it's like, but it'll blow out your ears. and Because it, it is so, like, distorted and loud and just, I was like, just bring back the rock music that Xandig played over the <laughs> entire episode. I would say the cameras look better than they have in this arena. Like, I remember this is the same arena they had that Sin City view where, like, you could only see bright colors. Yeah, it definitely lo- it definitely looks better than it has in in the past in the arena, but it doesn't look better than it does outside. There's still, I still don't understand how that works. <laughs> like, how it just looks significantly better on the outside, but, you know, I guess it's like the TARDIS. It looks better on the outside than inside. <laughs> I'm just trying to be positive here, to be honest. Uh, so, the, it starts uh, with the commentators. They stress right away, by the way, this is entertainment. Don't try this at home. Which feels like just two different messages they're trying to get over at the same time. Yeah, and they're lying about that first one. <laughs> yeah, this is, I guess, technically, you could, uh, yeah, it is bullshit. By well, some metric, it's, en- but some people consider this entertainment. And ho- you p- Hopefully us talking about it is more entertaining than this show was. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. At least it came in at one hour, 58 minutes. I yeah, it think. wasn't too bad, and it didn't feel too long. Didn't uh, break that threshold. No, uh, no. So we get Vice President Robbie Marino, he comes out, and he's wearing a nice suit. I'm like, he must have just been saving up the pennies from all these CZW shows he's been doing. Yeah, he's, he's one been nice suit. <laughs> yeah, $20 a month for the past 12 years. <laughs> and he cuts a promo. And he starts with saying, I might be the vice president here, but without the wrestlers, I'm nothing. It is weird, like, because obviously we don't, we maybe should research more. Maybe that would be, that's what proper podcasters do. But it is interesting coming into this without knowing any context of, like, 
what's going on in wrestling at the time. Because mm. I feel like they do these at the top announcements and some news articles come out and that's why they're going without the wrestlers. Because it just looked a lot of the time it's just like he's coming out and being like, yeah, these guys, I love these guys. Or Zandig comes out and he's like, there's been a lot of like <laughs> bullshit <laughs> lately about violence. Well, there's been, you know, I just want to say none of us have taken mercury or anything you're like what <laughs> yeah. are you taught like why sure are you saying this it up, it's like oh an 11 year old broke his neck yeah off of a house or something yeah like or that. like rumors from czw that all the nobody likes the wrestlers in there and stuff and that's why they're coming out but <laughs> yeah it's just these weird up top like heartwarming messages before we get into the brutality well and he does this thing where he's like in fact i love the wrestlers so much i want you guys all to come out right now and i'm like really like we're doing this i feel like it's like the third or fourth time they've started a show this way yeah definitely i think like when you (laughs) yeah when you binge watch a tv show and you see the tropes that you can't tell when you're just watching it week by but when you like scramming all these together you're like yeah they've brought them out a lot. They love doing this. It's like the guy the f- getting the fans to throw the chairs in the ring. It's yeah. Like you've overdone it for, you shouldn't be doing it for another decade now. Yeah, stop throwing chairs in. Stop bringing all the wrestlers out for a one-off special never before <laughs> done. And also stop doing betrayals. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the wrestlers surround the ring. Uh, I had the standouts here. Trent Acid comes out and his arms are just jacked and like oily. And I'm like, it's almost like he realized he's in shape, so he just borrowed someone's baby oil. Yeah, he looks massive, like, and he looks cool actually. I, I like his like hair metal look he's got going on. Like he's completely changed. He's kind he's of dropped the boy band thing. Completely. Yeah, yeah, his hair's all done up and in, in a mohawk and stuff, and like uh, you know. And also Nate Hatred just looking massive here, like bigger yeah. than we've seen him. <laughs> Nate Hatred looks massive, but he's wearing like makeup and stuff, and the way he's dressed, <laughs> it look he looks like a kid who insists on going as like mankind to every fancy dress party. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. he just looks like an he looks like a waddling child yeah. <laughs> in like his weird face makeup. Um Well he's almost at the point where the muscles are like impeding his movement. Like yeah. he's just abusing steroids to the point. Yeah, he's got a bit of a Johnny Bravo build. <laughs> <laughs> like he's he's yeah. all up top. Yeah. So Moreno starts talking about nine the nineteen eighties Philly Flyers and he's like you can tell he's got this like he's thought of this beforehand, this big inspirational speech about his favorite hockey team. And the crowd's just yelling slurs at him and telling him to shut the fuck up, like not giving him the time of day at all. Yeah, I feel like the worst thing to do if you've only recently broken out of the, the gay accusations is to bring up hop- hockey <laughs> <laughs> in front yeah. of a, a CZW crowd. And that's not to diss hockey. I'm getting in the mind of a CZW wrestling fan who's thinking about hockey. Well, like, and his big thing was like, oh yeah, they were losing and then they turned around and won. And those Philly Flyers are just like the CZW roster. Yeah, <laughs> losers. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On one day, we're going to turn it around. <laughs> so that was his whole message. And then he just goes into hype mode, and he starts talking about wrestlers that you're going to see tonight. And it's like, uh, all right, man. This, this whole thing, it's gone 12 minutes before finally Moreno makes an I quit match next month between Wife Beater and Zandig. Which I'm actually interested to see, because we've literally seen both those guys like tie each other up and torture each other with, like, fire and weed whackers so yeah i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised if like the match never ends because technically a dead person can't say i quit they refuse (laughs) yeah they just just one of them dies and he's just like bro i can't what i can't do anything (laughs) yeah so yeah this whole segment like i said over 12 minutes finally the announcer gets in the ring and he introduces the enforcer rob hartog uh when uh, music finally hits to bring out our first wrestlers uh it the commentators are expecting the backseat boys here because their their music is playing and then the music just changes to Nate Hatred's music and he comes out instead 
And I don't know if that was like a planned swerve or if just the sound guy played the wrong music. A hundred percent the sound guy played <laughs> the wrong music. A hundred percent he wasn't doing a swerve. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just to reiterate, Jordan has done an incredible job deciphering the audio to figure out what's <laughs> being said because it, it feels like it's being sent from mars like it's really bad i couldn't figure out what's going on so i appreciate all your your archival work and yeah <laughs> thank you yeah 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 i do i, I usually go into pubs uh, with both headphones blaring and i just like i'll rewind a lot and get a, yeah yeah it takes me like three hours to watch these things it's, it is brutal. <laughs> uh and then fight like uh so nate hatred gets in the ring to have a match and then out comes johnny blaze who we haven't seen since he was wrestling. He was trying to feud with Jesse Drive, who we also just haven't seen. I think he's just out of the hate club, out of the company. So they're tr- sort of reintroducing Johnny Blaze here. Uh, and he's in a full white like martial arts suit, which looks sort of cool. Uh, but the commentators are worried for him. They're saying, like, I don't know if he's going to be able to handle Nate Hatred. And so this is our opening match, Nate Hatred versus Johnny Blaze. Where was your interest level when you saw these guys? Oh... No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah, I mean, Nate. Cares? Yeah, Nate Hatred's like Nate Hatred. He's got a cool name, and I enjoy his thirteen-year-old dressed as a wrestler get up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just didn't, I just didn't care. I mean, it. It feels very WWF, like where Vince would just get a hard on for these big jack guys and push them to the moon. And then they'd start wrestling, and you'd be like, oh, this guy can't wrestle. Yeah, he it's, can't. It's, it's like he hasn't trained at all. Yeah, he can't move. He can't move his arms in any <laughs> directions. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the thing with CZW is a lot of it is about momentum and, like, my enjoyment of it. So if I watch a good show, I can go into the next show being excited about what's coming. But coming off the back of what we've seen, <laughs> the last thing I need is blown out audio and Nate Hatred versus um, Johnny drive just <laughs> drive johnny blaze johnny blaze that's <laughs> it yeah um so yeah i don't know I, I i was not i was not too hot on this especially with the you know the the little minxes being like oh trent acid like showing all these wrestlers who i would like to see yeah totally. You know? no yeah we get these guys and as soon as the bell rings hatred just attacks with brawling he rips off uh, blaze's shirt and starts chopping him the chops might have been the best part of this match other than the fact that it is very short here uh, Blaze tries to mount his com- comeback, and he counters the Irish whip and does a springboard flip. But then Nate Hatred just like clotheslines him out of the air and then power slams him. But it's like the slowest power slam. It's like he is worried, like he's trying to be safe and not slam the guy, and it just looks so choreographed, you know. Yeah, that's how you get. A- that's how you get away with being a big guy who can't really wrestle. Is you can like, if you can do at least one powerful, like uh, Goldberg. Like, you know, like, he his spear is immense. Like, he's got a spear. It's and then, awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, he's maybe not the best wrestler, but, it, like, the spear is so good that you're <laughs> like, holy shit, that's awesome. But, like, with this, if you, like, not even got one move or, like, you can't even do a big power slam or anything <laughs> yeah. cool, you're just like, I mean, I guess it's cool to see a big oily boy, but there's better big oily boys in CZW. Yeah, he's not in the top five. No, he's boys. not in the top five. Uh, he does get a, get a chair shot and just hits the guy three times with a, like three brutal chair shots. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes to, I, I think his big move he's trying to get over is the top rope leg drop, which is just a crazy move for a guy this big to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> and he does hit it and then immediately pins uh, Blaze at three minutes and 46 seconds here. Uh, so you can tell they're just pushing this guy to the moon. Johnny Blaze, we, maybe we'll never see him again. And then Hatred grabs a microphone, and he's talking, like, way faster than expected. It's almost like he's, like, full of adrenaline after this match. Yeah. Uh, and he's telling the crowd to get on their hands and knees and bow to him. 
Uh, and then he's like, oh, I guess you can't hear me because you haven't hit puberty yet. I'm like, which doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, that's when your ears grow. That's when your ear has. That's when you can finally pick up noise. <laughs> <laughs> and then he calls out Wife Beater. And Wife Beater, like, appears uh, behind from behind the curtain and does, like, the, the phantom jerk-off motion. <laughs> the fan- that's my just go back behind the curtain like it's like five seconds here just that's my like favorite hideo kojima game the, fa- <laughs> <laughs> the phantom jerk off yeah yeah with wife beater <laughs> yeah that would be so good and then we get our hard cut uh and we come back and every time they cut they come back to the commentary table like they were trying to do uh, at the last cage of death except this time their mics are sort of working so the commentators are bringing out how rock and rebel is getting his shot at the czw world title tonight <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, talking about pushing a boy like they are really pushing rock and rebel that's like the story of this show is nate hatred and rock and rebel and they're just pushing these guys and they're not ready for it no yeah i think i mean we'll we'll talk more about rock and rebel because he makes it very obvious why he's getting a massive push um but yeah it's it's very odd because i don't like rock and rebel i i hate this guy yeah I, I feel like he's a legit like bad person yeah his name just deflates me <laughs> rock and rebel just really deflates me uh so yeah they for some reason they're talking about rock and rebel he's not in this next segment instead we get trent acid as they hit the right music for once and dewey donovan comes out with him uh and they say that trent acid is off a successful tour in new japan and i was like what like what <laughs> He wrestled for New Japan in the year 2000. Like, that's fucking crazy if that's true. Yeah, I mean, Zandu, I mean, there seems to be a lot of crossover there. Like, with CZW and Japan going over there. It might, so. have, just, it might have been Big Japan and the commentator just got it wrong. Because New Japan's like a serious company. At yeah, this point. yeah, yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't have expected Trent Acid to be wrestling I mean, for them. It's difficult to, like, because Trent Acid is a good wrestler, right? Like, a lot of... His problems came from like personal demons, not from being a bad wrestler. So totally, I could, I could potentially see him going over there and doing like a match, maybe or or something like that. I mean, when especially New Japan, much like WCW, their junior heavyweights were always this sort of they never main eventers, but they did get really good wrestlers. Uh, yeah, and so yeah, it wouldn't surprise me that much. But it, it's just. I'm like, if that's true, it's crazy that he's in CZW. Yeah, it was a shame he went over there and a torrent of racial abuse from the crowd just sounding like cheeseburger, (laughs) Pearl Harbor at him and things like that. It was absolutely disgusting. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'd expect from the Japanese (laughs) audience. Uh, So Acid comes out and he starts the trend of heels that are like meant to be heels and instead they're baby faces and vice versa. And he's like, you know what? My partner Johnny Cashmere isn't here, but I'm here to challenge Nick Mondo and Rick Blade two on one. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow, what a heel just taking on yeah, the d- disadvantaged champions. And I wasn't sure. So out come Rick Blade and Nick Mondo, obviously, our tag team champions who won it through that fuck job from uh, Robbie Moreno. And I wasn't sure if this was meant to be a two on one. It was sort of like not made clear. And it turns out it was a handicap match, but Nick Mondo just hated the idea. So he was, like, sort of abstaining from the match altogether. Oh, you did a bit of research? Oh, okay. Well. Y- yeah, I mean, it was t- it was written as a handicap match, but this was, like, 90% Trent Acid versus yeah, Rick Blade. Okay. Yeah, okay. Which is a match I would have wanted to see anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, like, again, the, for the past few shows, these four guys, including Cashmere, who isn't here, have been the highlights of the CZW show for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, we have a slow start. His blade is sort of walking towards Acid. Acid's begging off. It's almost like he learned some new heel tactics in Japan or something. Uh, they do another cool reverse off like you'd expect, and it ends with Acid taunting to the crowd. Uh, he's laying in punches, and it turns into, like, another just great reverse off, ending in, t- in a tarantula by Blade. And this is where Nick Mondo comes in and drop kicks Acid in the face. 
It's almost like he was only there for like the double team maneuvers sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Acid rolls out of the ring and tri- tries to like go to Dewey Donovan for cons- consoling, and then Blade responds with this huge springboard flipping sent on into Acid and Dewey. Uh, Blade hurls acid into what the commentators call it the sea of chairs. And I actually love that because I never know what to call it when they just they clear the audience and just throw them Throw them into a bunch of chairs. chairs, yeah. The sea of chairs we will adopt moving forwards. Uh, And then right away, acid attempts to reverse an Irish whip, but then Blade hits a springboard moonsault off the cage around the Sewell, New Jersey arena. Uh, Blade makes a, a chair table with four chairs, and then but Dewey Donovan attacks him with a briefcase. And then Acid counters a uh, blade and hits a face plant onto the chairs. And again, Nick Mondo is just watching this, and he's like, "Yeah, oh. like he's watching his guy get two on one attacked." Yeah, he's do- he's doing absolutely nothing. And like, I mean, he's obviously a crowd favorite because there is a bit of chanting for Mondo and things like that. So it is weird. Like, yeah, I think you're probably not wrong that he was just like, "This is bullshit. I'm not doing it." The whole so- well, and it's it's even when they won the tag titles, Mondo was the only one to acknowledge how they won was bullshit. Yeah. It is very strange, this whole story they're telling. Uh, Blade finally starts mounting a comeback with an insiguri. He tries to do the hot tag to Mondo, and then Mondo's like, why are you tagging me? And then he just tags (laughs) Blade back in. (laughs) He's like, this is bullshit, which is sort of funny. Uh, And Blade tries to go after Acid after this, and then Acid reverses into a sit-out powerbomb. Uh, and remains in control with his 180 splash. And again, Acid looks really good here. He does like he's because usually like he's a good wrestler, but he's sloppy. But everything mm. he's doing like looks really nice. Uh, he's sort of like just improved from when yeah. we've last seen him. Yeah, definitely. And like I, I think it is a really cool look that he's got. And the commentators are, they keep banging on. They keep going, "Where's Shorty? Where's Shorty?" And so I think maybe Mondo wasn't happy with that as well. Like because I guess the implication is going to be like Mondo is having sex with her now or like a stolen her or something well that's what the story they've been trying to tell the whole time is but blade and mondo like never sell it yeah it's like a story the commentators are telling that they've never sold at all it's very strange (laughs) Uh, blade and mondo are arguing outside before blade brings a table into the ring he sets acid up for his own move which they call the acid drop but dewey donovan interrupts and then acid hits the acid drop perfectly through the table it's basically like a a wheelbarrow like face buster through the table Uh, it looks really good Acid then sets up another table outside, uh, and they begin doing, like, uh, going for German suplexes, but keep rolling through, almost Mm. like a chaos theory, but neither one of them can hit it, uh, before Blade finally pushes him away and goes to the top. Blade goes for a Frankensteiner, but Acid just pushes him off, uh, and then Blade throws Acid to the outside. He just sort of conveniently lands on the table, and Blade hits a perfect shooting star press from the top rope through the table it looked great I yeah was yeah it looks great that like shooting star presses were still pretty novel in the year 2000 and i'm like he just fucking nailed it yeah yeah he looks awesome and the referee's just right there to count i didn't know this was a false count anywhere match but he just counts it on the floor one two three yeah and rick blade wins this match in 15 minutes 22 seconds in what in hindsight would easily be the match of the night i would say yeah, th- it's arguably the only match of the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was a good match. I mean, it's a shame the camera's not great, so it doesn't catch a lot of it, because it would be... Well, it's the same. They don't know what story they're telling. It all yeah. seems very disjointed and strange. Because right after this happens, Trent Acid and Dewey Donovan just disappear. So you're like, okay, I thought they were going for the tag titles, whatever. Mondo randomly gets on the microphone in the ring and starts cutting a promo on Rick Blade, saying he's sick of his shit. He didn't come here for some handicap match. He wants to defend the titles in a tag match. 
And then almost just like as if they were waiting right behind the curtain, Justice Payne and Wife Beater just appear and start attacking these guys <laughs> yeah. as the bell rings and the commentators are like, this is a tag team title match. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's it just makes me remind, reminds me of Robbie Marino saying title shots are earned here. Yeah, CCW. they're earned. Yeah. It's like, no, you just have to attack a guy at the right moment. You just have to be behind the curtain. Just show up <laughs> at, the, at the exact right time. <laughs> yeah. So Justice Payne attacks really fast. And then it's always funny when they do this. Like, they should be in control because they've got the sneak attack advantage. And Mondo, like, immediately reverses the Irish whip and hits a spinning heel kick onto Justice Payne. He sends him outside and hits a perfect dive. And the commentators are like, wow, Mondo's just being in this match. How is, where does he get this energy from? <laughs> yeah. As if they didn't see that he did nothing in the yeah. last match. <laughs> I feel bad for Rick Blade because he took a lot. Yeah, Rick Blade is exhausted because yeah. he just did a 15-minute match. Yeah, yeah. And Mondo is, like, fresh as a daisy. Like, Yeah. Rick Blade, that lazy son of a... Why is he not doing anything? <laughs> <laughs> so Wife Beater tries to shove Mondo on the outside, and then Mondo just pops up and hits an acai moonsault to the outside onto Wife Beater. Uh, Mondo goes for a springboard crossbody. This is where Justice Payne catches him with a power sit-down powerbomb. And as this is happening, Rick Blade just gets off the apron and leaves to the back. Leaving Mondo to get two-on-one here? Yeah, it kind of devolves. I think from this point forward, the show really just sinks into... Like, not only is it hard to watch anyway, but when it's you're not, you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, it really is like, I didn't know who was wrestling who, like, what the matches were for. But yeah, it's definitely from here, because you're like, who... What? What's happened? Like, is this a title match? Like, has Rick Blade just dropped the title? Like, what's going on? Well, at least for the first time, the babyface is on the two at one disadvantage. So, I'm like, yeah, that's something right, I guess. But yeah, yeah, it makes no sense that Rick Blade would just. I guess it makes sense because they're they're arguing or whatever. But I'm like, your tag titles are on the line here. Yeah, and there's no sort of like, there's nothing really like. Ha- there's no indication. There's no sort of like story moment where you're like, holy shit, he's leaving. He's just he just walks off, and you're like, okay. Yeah, it's as soon as Mondo loses the advantage, Rick Blade just leaves. So White Beater and Justice Payne take Mondo to the outside near near the entrance ramp, and they just start beating the shit out of him with chairs. A wife beater picks Mondo up and runs him into the wall, which I was expecting, like, the old arena, the walls to just break casually. <laughs> yeah. But this just looked like a thick wall. Yeah, like, it, it, actually s- it really hurt. <laughs> that it didn't break. Uh, and then they go through the entrance ring, like, through the curtain. And I'm like, oh, wait, maybe we'll see the locker room area. But instead, it just gets them to the other side of this cage that surrounds the arena. Yeah. And wife beater <coughs> just, they, there's, like, already a light tube table set up there. And Wife Beater casually gorilla presses Mondo and just throws him through. <laughs> yes, ta- brutal. You can't even see the table. It's so covered in light tubes. There's yeah, like, it's brutal. Like 20 light tubes on this table. Light tubes are cool, though. But yeah, it is like, like you know, when you go through like the wall in Pac-Man, you come out the other side and you grab, <laughs> you grab the pellets at you. That's what Wife Beater's done. He's taking him through the tunnel into the light tube table. <laughs> yeah, and then he just picks him up over his shoulder and carries him back to the ring. He's so cool. I love Wife Beater. <laughs> yeah, he is awesome. He's sick. Um, Mondo's back is just all caught up. It's, yeah. It's like, it's not, it's just like a hundred different cuts all over his back uh, as they just beat the shit out of him in the ring. Um, sorry, yeah. And then they set up the Doomsday device, classic move here. Justice Payne hits the clothesline off of Wife Beater's shoulders and they just pin Nick Mondo here to win the tag team titles at four minutes and 38 seconds. This was just a destruction of Nick Mondo, who I guess got what he asked for. Yeah, like, he, he, you know, be, yeah, be careful what you ask for, bro. Like, this is, but, I mean, it's, it's it at least pushes some momentum in the tag team titles. Like, there's something going on now with it. Like, mm. there's at least 
a story you can build in some way. But when yeah, I'm just saying is also your world champion and one half of the tag team champions. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I guess that means something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then so Hate Club just leaves with their titles, and then Rick Blade shows up, and I'm like, I didn't know if he was here to console Nick Mondo, and he goes to springboard into the ring like he bounces off the top rope. And Nick Mondo just hits him out of the air with a chair shot. It's pretty good. It was pretty cool, but I was like, what the fuck? Are, like, are they starting a match here? I didn't yeah. Know. And they start brawling, and they're exchanging like uh, karate kicks and shit like that. And the commentators are asking, like, is this a match? Like, what are we doing <laughs> yeah. here? And then finally, maybe like five minutes into this thing, the commentator security and the referees come in and just pull them apart. And then we just cut. And I'm like, wow, this whole thing was so sloppy and just didn't make any sense at all. Yeah, like it... Like when, because wrestling obviously plays with like what's real and what's not. So you're like, oh, is this real? Is not that that must be great? And you're like, not like in this instance, it's not because you're like, what's going on? Like, what's the story? Like, yeah, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know. Like, yeah, it's kind of cool that you don't know if it's real or not. But then you're also like, well, I need to know what's going on in the story as well. Well, and it's like if you just want to build to Mondo versus Blade. It should be miscommunication. One of them like accidentally hits the other because they love yeah. doing that. And then, oh, that's why they broke up because they lost the titles. Like like we were saying, well, for weeks it was all about Shorty who wasn't even here. And now the tag team is broken up and she wasn't even involved. And it just all feels like sloppy and like just in the moment. Yeah, like shifting through odd amount of gears in the story and like zigzagging between points. So it's strange. I mean... It, they were a great tag team when they, you know, for those few <laughs> matches, for sure. You know, they were... They might have had the best matches in the company's history. Oh, for sure. They've had the best, like, title reign uh, over three weeks, I guess it would be. But, <laughs> like, yeah, uh, you know, maybe if they want to be solo wrestlers, that's it. You know, kind of let them move on with it. And that match will be good. I, yeah, I yeah no we'll doubt. I that between them soon. Uh, then we cut. What's up, Brainiacs? Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Just a programming note that every Monday at 9 Central, you can join me, Andrew Slack, and Josh Custodio for Monday Night Program. Come hang out with us as we continue to build the WBCW universe using Fire Pro Wrestling Promoter Mode. Who should we sign? What matches should we book? Join us for the only professional wrestling program on Monday nights. That's Monday Night Program on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. Master Jim comes out, uh, which I'm just like, fuck me, man. Like, there's no worse act in the company than Pastor Jim, which makes sense that he's tied with John Dahmer and Natasha. Yeah. And Pastor Jim's looking dumb as ever. He almost looks like like a carnival barker, like with a blue blazer and a red dress shirt and like a one of those flat hats. I don't even know what you call them, but I, I just I hate this guy. Yeah. Uh, and the the crowd's just loudly chanting, "Shut the fuck up!" before he even begins talking. So I, I love Fair. this crowd in that moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they start, the he starts calling out hardcore Nick Burke, which also just annoys me because I'm like, the whole softcore Nick Burke nickname came as like almost like a counter to Nick Gage. Yeah. And now they're just calling him hardcore Nick Burke, which is Nick Gage's nickname is hardcore Nick Gage. Yeah. And like Nick Burke doesn't even do the, like the violent matches really. Like, yeah. so it's odd that they call him that. It, it's very strange. You call him Nick Burke. Yeah. And so, as they introduce hardcore Nick Burke, the commentators put him over as one of the best technical wrestlers in CZW. It's almost like they just don't, the commentators are just watching a different show. Like, they don't know. Oh, yeah, they don't even know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, they don't know what's going on. And so, we get uh, treated here to Nick Burke versus John Dahmer. And I was like, oh, man, take my money, dude. Yeah, please. To make this stop. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
they exchange. It's not even a reverse off. They just keep doing go behinds where they're holding the guy's waist from behind, and then the, then the other guy <laughs> will flip behind and hold his waist. But neither of them are going for moves at all. It's just weird. Uh, and then finally, uh, Dahmer hits like a, a drop toe hold and does like an ankle lock for half a second. And then they get back up and start exchanging arm bars, which is just a different sort of go behind, except they're grabbing the arm. Yeah. And I'm like, man, it's like these guys were just out of ideas. like Straight away. The second the match yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Burke finally throws John outside and then sets up a chair and uses it to like launch himself to the outside. And every time Burke dives to the outside, it looks like he almost doesn't clear the top rope. It's like one of the least impressive dives <laughs> you can see. Yeah, in the realm of dives, for sure, it's not one of the better ones. Yeah, he he cuts off Dahmer when he tries to get back inside, and he hits this awful like guillotine moonsault. Like Dahmer's hung up on the top rope, and he does a moonsault, basically misses. And so then he tries to make good and does a top rope moonsault, and his knees just land on Dahmer's face. Like he just misses the mark completely. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like not even fun. <laughs> like it's not even like fun botches or anything. Like I don't no, like watching. I'd love these. to see John Dahmer get injured. Yeah, this is it's just not it's not great. Like the show's <laughs> already descended. It's torpedoed. So I'm just yeah. Like, we're about halfway through at this point. And yeah, it's just like Christ, man. This is a bad show so far. There's just something about it. There's like no one I like, and yeah, uh, like the rest. Of, you know, the rest I kind of do want to see. I've been on now, and I'm just like, well, who's left? <laughs> yeah. So Dahmer actually low bridges Burke to the outside, and that's when Natasha and Jim just start laying, like, really shitty-looking boots to Burke. I love that Natasha is just back with Dahmer, by the way, and we have to forget that he was, like, spine-bustering her for a good, like, two, three shows in a row. It's early 2000s, isn't it? That was most relationships. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of, like, have you ever seen a couple arguing outside of a bar, and then you go to, like, intervene, and they both, like, turn on you? Yeah, and then you're like, oh, I'm the bad guy now, am I? Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, that's Natasha and John Dahmer. Fuck you. Uh, Dahmer gets him back in the ring and hits a Saito suplex for a near fall. And then again, it's like he can't think of what else to do. So he just picks Burke back up and hits another Saito suplex for another near fall. And it's just like it just the guy's out of ideas. He goes for his patented spine buster, but Burke reverses it with a DDT. And then Pastor Jim gets inside uh, looking to hit Burke with a Bible. It's like the Bible's cut out and has a brick in it, almost like. You know how, like, uh, criminals will do? <laughs> like Criminals, yeah. Well, they like, cut out a book and, like, put money in there or whatever, like, documents. Do you think they actually do that? Do you think that's a real thing? I think so, yeah. It's a good hiding spot. Yeah, it? I suppose. I mean, I suppose if you're a construction worker and you don't want people to steal your bricks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that guy's got a lot of Bibles. <laughs> but, like, it's CCW, so as soon as someone's lining up someone for a shot, you know they're going to miss and hit their not yeah. the intended target. And that's exactly what happens. Uh, Jim just hits John Dahmer in the head with this Bible brick. And then Nick Burke hits the Burke driver, which is just a Michinoku driver, for a win at 7 minutes and 43 seconds. Again, at least it was under 10 minutes. That's the best thing I can say about this. And then Burke like lays out Pastor Jim with a punch and leaves. And then Jim tries to get in the ring to check on Dahmer. And then Dahmer pushes him down. And Natasha sort of like gives him the middle finger. So dissension between Pastor Jim and John Dahmer. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. <laughs> just awful segment here. Uh, I just can't say enough bad things about Pastor Jim. <laughs> uh, everyone heads to the back as the announcer gets in the ring. There's no cut. And he just starts plugging the merch table and the website. And I'm like, there's no way more than half this audience own computers. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Just they're like, what's the website? Like, yeah. That's n- yeah. The no year 2000. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they set up the next match, which is for the CZW heavyweight title. And I can't wait to talk about this because this whole setup was just fucked. 
So Justice Payne is out first. And he's looking, like, not only jacked. I meant to say in the tag match earlier. It's not, like, a healthy jacked. He looks, like, bloated. Almost mm. like he's doing steroids wrong. And, like... 100%. He's got, like, water on his face. Or he's doing the wrong steroids. <laughs> like his face looks fat. And he also looks like he's been drinking a lot. It, it, he looks, like, very unhealthy for a guy yeah. who's sort of in shape. Uh, and he en- enters with Ed O'Mac and Justin Case. And Ed starts cutting a promo on Rock and Rebel. And that's when Rebel comes out. And this guy's just set up to be like this blue chipper baby face. Like, you're like, oh, he's, he's going up against the big heel champion. It's his first shot at the title. Maybe he'll have like a rallying baby face promo. And instead, <laughs> he just t- he turns on the crowd immediately, calling them a bunch of fucking losers. He's like, where I come from, men run the city. And here, there's some cunt as your mayor. Yeah. I'm like, I, I looked it up. I, there was a female mayor at the time. Yeah. And I'm like, so he's just a misogynistic rant. And he's like, oh, the fact that you guys live in this city proves that you're all fucking losers. And I'm like, who are we meant to cheer for? Yeah, this, this is, yeah, it is, it is bleak. Yeah, it is, um, it is odd. Like, it is very strange. Um, <laughs> I mean, I never liked, I knew he was a bad egg from the moment I laid eyes on him. But it's like, he looks like a 80s babyface wrestler like yeah that's what you would expect from him and he's just like the most like hateful like fucked up dude he points out an audience member and he's like i'm not just gonna fuck your girlfriend pal i'm also gonna fuck your sister and your mother yeah it's very <laughs> he's coming in strong <laughs> yeah it is very much like when a comic's bombing yeah. And, like, they're super pissed, and they're just like, I'm just going to fucking fuck your mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Ne- like, what is this? And, again, it's like if you're going up against a babyface champion, then sure, like, get your heel heat. Yeah. Like, Justice Payne is, like, the leader of the worst, like, most evil faction in the company. Like, none of this made yeah, any sense. he's the leader of literally the hate club. <laughs> like, it shouldn't be – it should be difficult to come across, like, a heel to him, like, against him, but – now I was like, who, like, what? Yeah. So he calls Justice Payne a one, two, three kid wannabe, which is weird because one, two, three kids being X-Pac for like four years at this point. <laughs> and he, he says, I'm, I'm not just going to kick your ass. I'm going to kick your ass shoot style, which I always hate. It's like, I'm not going to do any of this fake wrestling shit. I'm going to really beat the shit out of you. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just awful. So the match begins and the commentators immediately, like all night this has been billed as for the CCW title. And the commentators are like, Actually, we found out due to, like, loopholes in the contract or something, this isn't for the title. <laughs> this is a non-title match. Yeah. And you're like, the crowd doesn't know that at all. Like, it doesn't make sense at all. It's it, almost I mean, I like brought a last-second decision. Yeah, I brought it up before, and it is just, like, so strange when they'll bust out the legalese or, like, <laughs> they'll, like, try and be specific about why this thing... Because, like, literally 10 minutes ago, whatever, some guys just, they just showed up and were like, well, I guess it's now a tag team title match. (laughs) Like, for this, you could just be like, I'm just leaving with, like, you don't need to be like, well, Zandig in section 1.3 put that this isn't, like, why why do you care about specifying this one specific thing? Well, this isn't one of the rules that were meant to be broken. Yeah, that's, yeah. This this rule had to be upheld. There are some rules that you need a loophole for. (laughs) They can't be broken. They can only be danced around. Yeah. And again, they do the classic thing. They've already done this before. Where Reb, like Justice Payne turns to give us, uh, just in case, the world title. And as his back is turned, Rock and Rebel attacks him. And then immediately, J- Justice Payne just reverses an Irish whip and hits a spinning wheel kick. Yeah. Like, you'd think at least they would let Rock and Rebel get a bit of offense off the top. But immediately, Justice Payne is just in charge of the match. Especially because they, they they're clearly pushing him. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, and they start, uh, Justice Payne starts working on his leg, like drop kicks to the knees and dragon screws. And you could tell, like, it feels like they prepared this match in the afternoon and they knew what moves they were going to do. And everything just looks so slow. A lot like Nate Hatred. Just very yeah. slow and choreographed. Uh, Rebel, at one point, he's leaning out over the apron and just in case holds a chair over his face. So uh, Justice Payne hits a leg guillotine leg drop on the chair. Didn't even look good. Like, even the, the moves that you normally look good just look bad here. This Rockin' Rebel just doesn't know what he's doing. Justice Payne then picks up a chair and smashes him in the head, which that looks sort of cool, actually. He <laughs> <laughs> hits a moonsault for a near fall. And then Rebel, like, this is like five minutes into the match. He hits his first move, slamming Justice Payne off the top rope, and then goes for, like, a sunset flip of all moves and gets, like, a near fall. Uh, again, this guy's like, he was just talking so much shit about kicking his ass shoot style. Yeah, and now he's he doing. just loses for the first five minutes. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Like, doesn't make sense. Uh, he throws Justice Payne to the outside, and then he goes for his flying clothesline off the apron. And he looks like a guy who's, like, scared to do the dive. So he's, like, his feet hit the ground first, and then he clotheslines the Yeah, guy. and he's, like, he said shoot style. Yeah. And, like, that would indicate, like, a Eddie Kingston, like, brawling, like, just absolutely ripping into it. Just punch him. Yeah, just punch him. Instead, he's, like, I'm going to do shoot style, and then does, like, martial arts flips. Like, and like a sunset flip. Yeah, <laughs> and you're just, like, yeah, I guess if that's, if you, if you grew up in an absurd fantasy realm where that's what everyone was doing on the street then it makes <laughs> but yeah just punch him in the face yeah get a chair get a weapon just really awful stuff here uh, justice pain they're, they're near the entrance ramp and it's like justice pain just loves a broken table like he'll never go for like a full proper yeah. table and there's this table that's like broken in half <laughs> which it must have been from an earlier match or something and he like drags it over to try like put it's easier to make it a ramp when it's broken <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And instead, Rebel just picks up like a, a plastic garbage bin and throws it. And yeah, bounces, yeah. Off, bounces off Justice Payne's head. And then they just ignore the table. Uh, Rebel throws him back in the ring. And then <laughs> in one of the more convoluted spots I can remember, uh, Rebel goes to hit Justice Payne with a fireball to the eyes. Because I think he's done that in the past. Like, that's his big thing is the, the flash paper. And Rob Hardtog gets in between Justice Payne and Rebel, and so he just eats this fireball and starts selling it. It's so, I mean, <laughs> hate to go back to it, but you said you're going to beat him up shoot style, and you're doing like Chris Angel move, like you're doing like Mind Freak, <laughs> yeah. like like trying to do like magic on him and yeah, things when like I shoot that. In the street, brother, I bring yeah. my fire paper. Yeah, the street he was talking about was Street Fighter, <laughs> like that's you know, like that's it's very, it's just very odd. Like the promo doesn't even match his energy. <laughs> Not at all. Like I said, he's like a wrestler from the 80s who's acting like a wrestler from <coughs> like CCW 2000. Yeah. Very bizarre. So Justice Payne locks in an STF of all moves. Uh, and he's got him in this submission. And as the referee is down, just in case, just, this is the most brutal part of the match. So like, if, if anyone's seen an STF, it's almost like the Rebel's face is cross-faced. Mm. So he's like facing upwards. And just in case, just comes in with a chair and swings it at Rebel's face. Like, it bounces it off his face. That shoot style, baby. <laughs> he shoot styled him with the chair there. And then Justice, Justice Payne keeps the STF in. His hard talk sort of comes back to life. And he goes to lift <laughs> the guy's arm. And Rebel keeps the arm up at three. <laughs> he, he, it does not go down here. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God. Yeah, I was so close to cheering. <laughs> And Justice Payne, so he attempts to lift Rock and Rebel here, but Rebel just low blows him. Justice Payne just no-sells this low blow and hits a high-angle, I'm going to say a high-angle angle slam, like an Olympic suplex, right on Rebel's neck. 
but he's too tired to make the pinfall. So Justice Payne instructs Justin Case outside of the ring to swing the chair because he's going to throw Rebel outside of the ring into a chair shot. And you know what happened. Rebel reversed the Irish whip. Justin Case hits Justice Payne in the head with a chair. And then Rebel goes for a top rope leg drop. The exact same move that <laughs> yeah, he featured yeah. one He's going to get it one day. To win this match at 10 minutes and 55 seconds. And uh, Rockin' Rebel wins your non-title match. So there's <laughs> Yeah, there's oh yeah. No title. Yeah, and I, d- I guess that's weird because they think it's a title match. So no one tells Rockin' Rebel. And he was angry at the start. So <laughs> yeah, the I would not want to be the guy to tell him that he's not won a title. I'm sure the crowd is just completely confused. It makes yeah. no sense at all. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't. It's like it's something they decided at the beginning of the match just for the fans at home. Yeah, it's very strange as well because I, d- because then he cuts a promo that is very much a post-title win promo. Because <laughs> he's like, "Oh wait, no, don't get too ahead of yourself." Oh, okay. So first, Justin Case comes in and just immediately starts hitting Rock and Rebel with chair shots. Right, right, right. And then Wife Beater and Smack Mac come from the back. Yeah. And they all hold Rock and Rebel down as Justice Payne cuts off his mullet with a pair of scissors. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Sorry, they yeah. hold it above like, oh, oh my God, we cut his mullet off. And then, yeah, they all leave, and Rock and Rebel cuts this promo, and he's like, so they cut my fucking hair. Big deal. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, fair play. Like, they are, he is right. He's like, okay. Like, you had me held down. In the realm of, of the wrestling match, you had me held down with a pair of scissors, and you went for my hair. Like, I I thought they were going to, like, light him on fire. When yeah. They, when they were holding him Considering there. what they've, you can tell this guy's getting a push, because the hate club held him down and cut his hair off. Yeah, they didn't weed whack around him. No, they didn't. Light do, him on fire. They didn't do anything. They didn't waterboard him or anything. But Pour yeah. salt on him. <laughs> yeah, it, it's mad, and I think... Because then he does cut this promo, like, where it is like a post-title promo, because he's like... Uh, <laughs> we wouldn't be here without the fans. I wouldn't be in this <laughs> ring without the fans. Uh, you know, and like, I will win that world. Title. <laughs> yeah, like I he, promise. He you. gives this Rocky speech after being like, "I'm gonna fuck your mother." <laughs> like, I <laughs> guess yeah. he had evil hair or whatever. But then also, maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe that they've cut off his evil mullet. Because then also <laughs> at the end he's like, "And also, don't forget, Zandig's the fucking man." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, "Okay, so he's Zandig's steroid dealer." Uh, he like, it's a shame you people don't like <laughs> yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, and it's odd because even the commentators are like, "What? We don't like everyone. Like we loves, all revere him. Uh, yeah, we God. all love. Yeah, we <laughs> all like the audience. We, the royal we. Uh, I'm talking myself to see. We love Zandig. Like Zandig gets <laughs> cheered. People do definitely. Like not even joking. People definitely like Zandig. Yeah, and like maybe he's doing it, it like. Because he loves Zandig so much as well, and it's like his best mate, and like thinks he, <laughs> they should give him more because he's like, Yeah, you don't because Zandig's the man, and I'm like, I mean, he is, but he's well, almost doesn't believe that, though. yeah. It's almost less, he's almost less cool now that he's got an endorsement for Rockin' Rebel. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's like it, very strange, like it, a very odd promo. You can tell it's almost like he went off script at the beginning and just wanted to be a heel. Because, like, maybe his favorite wrestlers are heel. Yeah. But it made no sense in the story of this show that he yeah. would be the bad guy who's insulting the crowd and saying all this fucked up stuff. And then get screwed. I guess, like, the thing is with the loophole, you'd say then that he got screwed over and deserved a win and, like, oh, he's the bait. But now, 
But like, you know, he overcame the odds and did win. Yeah, and that's he got what I mean. Out of the title. Yeah, he got <laughs> fucked out of the title. And if he's the babyface, that tracks. You're yeah. like, holy shit. But if he's coming out saying, "I'm gonna fuck your dog," yeah. and like, "I'm gonna kill you," I'm gonna do all this shit. You're yeah, like, the well, city's like, run by a cunt, and women, <laughs> yeah, women shouldn't be in office. You're yeah, like, he did go on a 20 minute, a very odd, spe- oddly specific political <laughs> run. Uh, <laughs> he was like, Donald Trump's gonna be president one day. <laughs> just <laughs> you wait. Uh, yeah. No, he's just like, it's very. <laughs> It's like super strange. Uh, like it's super weird that he then gets his promo that it, it like feels like a post title win promo, but also feels like a promo like, like AEW would have when the you know when the camera's finished and like the last <laughs> wrestler's like, This is for you guys. But it's yeah. like a very odd, very strange and all yeah, because then then the wrestling continues. Yeah, and then we just cut. <laughs> yeah. We cut and we come back to just a wild change in audio quality. It's almost yeah. like they got rid of just the buzzing that had been like over, but instead everyone's too quiet, so you can't really hear much. Yeah, I think it's like a br- maybe a break. Maybe everyone needed an emotional, they needed an emotional time. <laughs> you know, they just needed five minutes to calm down and, and gather after that incredibly <coughs> impactful rallying call to respect Zandig. <laughs> yeah. So the announcer sets up the match, uh, and as the camera goes, you forget that this last match is a no-ropes barbed wire match, and that always looks intimidating. Yeah. When you look at the ring, you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, it is just no-ropes barbed wire. Like, Yeah, especially when you know there's no free health care in the country that yeah, <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. going on in. But, like, yeah, I mean, this entire episode or this entire whatever show, it feels like an almost redux of last week's where they were just going through the matches – Again, because they're like, yeah, this was this was in the was dark. dark. Yeah, 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 we need to do this shit again. Yeah, because this, if you remember uh, from that Cage of Death two, how the match ended was Nick Gage hits Wife Beater with his finisher, and Pondo instead of breaking up the pinfall, also just pinned Wife Beater along yeah. with Nick Gage. Which the commentators say, we have two Iron Man champions right yeah, now. Yeah, according to the contract, that's a loophole. And they, they, <laughs> they're, all, they're all legally now, they own a house together. <laughs> so Nick Gage is out first uh, with the Iron Man belt to his old music. It's all right, I'm just a little crazy. It's all right. Yeah, and there's someone singing along as well, which is pretty fun. And again, he grabs a microphone to cut a promo. And it's another guy who you'd think would be a baby face. And he's like... I got something to say to all you fucking idiots. <laughs> and he's like, I demand respect from you guys in the crowd. You R-words, which he doesn't say R-words. He says the yeah, words, he's, you he's, scumbags. Can you imagine if he said R-words? Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> can you imagine if he said that? I would he be saying, yeah, he was like, you fucking pieces of shit, you R-words. <laughs> and you're like, fair play, very progressive. Well, I'm not going to say it, uh, but Nick Gage did. He's like, to all the R-words, the scumbags, and the underage children. <laughs> Get out of your seats and bow to me right now. Yeah, very weird to say underage children as opposed to what, Nick? <laughs> like, what do you mean by underage children? Yeah. Children are underage. There's some children here that are very mature, <laughs> and then there's some of you that are very underage. <laughs> well, it is New Jersey. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he, he de- demands they all bow to him, which, if you remember, is the exact same uh, decree Nate Hatred had at the beginning of this show. Very true. Very Like, it rhymes, like George Lucas <laughs> said about Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> So then you cue the world is a vampire. I forget what that song is called, but you know what I mean. The smashing. Sm- yeah, yeah. And out comes uh, Madman Pondo, and he has his jersey on. It's called the. It says on the back, "The Great Malenko." Uh, I looked it up. This is a Insane Clown Posse album. Oh yeah, Insane <laughs> the Great Malenko. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you said, yeah, how do magnets work? Yeah, yeah. Which he, uh, uh, Madman Pondo, would go on to do a bunch of work for Jug- Juggalo Championship Wrestling. 
I uh, mean, so this made perfect sense. That yeah, ninety-five percent of that crowd are juggalos. <laughs> yeah. So Pondo then grabs the mic for a promo of his own. He's like, "Gage just lied. He's not the Iron Man champion. We are the Iron Man champion." And the crowd goes to cheer, and he's like, "I don't need your support. Shut the fuck up." Yeah. Like, no one just wants to play into the crowd here. They all want to be the heel. Yeah, I like that he's framing themselves as like Venom. <laughs> he's yeah, like, yeah. "We are the champion." And he's, he he does this hilarious self-deprecating. He's like, I might not be talented. I might not be good looking, but I am violent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, All yeah right. That's pretty sick. Yeah. That's what we want out of <laughs> yeah. you. And then finally, Wife Beater just comes out with Smack Mac and doesn't do a promo and just begins the match. So I'm that, like, uh, Finally. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. It, it, it just takes Wife Beater to raise the bar. <laughs> yeah. All we needed was Wife Beater. And, and I'm sure Nick Gage is in shape at this point, but compared to the other two with their shirts on, Wife Beater just looks so jacked. Like, he's so oh, yeah, oily yeah, yeah. and fucking just juiced out. They look like the three preset, you know, the body slider preset in an RPG, <laughs> like when you go from, like, Madman yeah. Pondo's like grossly <laughs> Yeah, and then the middle and that gauge and then your wife be here with your your full oily boy. Yeah. <laughs> so they all begin brawling uh before Gage and Wife Peter just hang up my Madman Pondo on the top rope of the barbed wire. And you're just like, you can't fake that. You're just hanging the guy up on wire. Shoot like style. Brutal shoot style. Yeah. yeah. And then it follows up with Wife Peter just whipping uh Irish whipping Gage into another side. I half expected an explosion, because that's always what we see in these barbed wire matches, but it didn't happen. Yeah, Rock and Rebel used all of that for his fireballs. <laughs> <laughs> Wife Peter follows it up by just grinding bar like a barb of the barbed wire into Madman Pondo's head. Uh, and Gage saves him, of all people. And then they team up, and they go to do what they just did to Pondo to Wife Beater, like suplex him on the top rope. But the wire just breaks, and it just looks yeah. so much more brutal, because like, all of Wife Beater's weight just goes into like four strands of barbed wire yeah i think like i don't know I, matches like this like there's no i don't know it just wasn't fun to watch like i don't know how to describe it or what makes a fun one of these i like glass yeah like, glasses really yeah for wire because you again it all comes down to them selling and it all comes down to blood or whatever but yeah like it's not like the fun part of these matches is like seeing them get hit in the head with some like the like <laughs> The blood isn't the fun, like seeing them bleed isn't the fun. It's great for a promo mo- image to sell it, but the fun bit is not seeing them bleed. Yeah. Like the fun bit is like, yeah, you, <laughs> like you don't just want to see a, a dude finish. Like you want to see the set. You want to see all of it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't just want to see the end, like uh, depending yeah, the on blood my mood. Is like the cum shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, right. and that's, you know, sometimes maybe you need a compilation. But no, the cum shot is like everything as well. Like, yeah. It's like, time and place. Yeah. Like, I, I don't just want to see cum on the floor. Like, <laughs> I want to see it thingy. I want to see it all, you know. And and like it's like with this, like the impact is the best bit. Like yeah, I don't just want to see the blood. And the thing with wire and barbed wire is you don't really get any cool impact. You just get like a oh that looks grim. It's I like think in you his just nailed it. Yeah, you want bumps. Like you yeah. want falls. You want like tables. Yeah, this is just like and because right after this, uh, Nick Gage has or, or sorry, Madman Pondo just brings in a pair of scissors and then starts cutting up White yeah. Peter's head. And I'm, like, I'm pretty sure he's actually cutting them with the scissors. Like, yeah. they're all bleeding. But it doesn't do anything for me. No, no, yeah, it's not. You know, as a connoisseur of, of CZW now, like, that's, uh, it's just not. There's been better one of these for sure. Like, when you're not using weapon, you can't just, like, the one-off, a one-off moment where he staples a dollar bill to someone's head or whatever, you're like, oh, that's gnarly, that's gross. But then yeah. it gets back to, that's why light tubes are just undefeated. Like, light tubes, 
top tier because like great impact looks brutal they bleed awesome mm -hmm. but like when they're just yeah cutting each other or like yeah and it's not even like fun cutting like gage eventually uses the pizza cutter it's a very fun way to cut someone's head <laughs> like yeah. just no, using scissors, scissors. Like, yeah fucked up. yeah and, and at one point so gage hits a brain buster on my fear and then pondo has a pumpkin out of nowhere and instead of like dropping an elbow or a boot, he throws a pumpkin at Gage. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, sure. like, like you remember the lobster room when they killed the lobster? <laughs> <laughs> like that was yeah, that was, that awesome. was wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, at one point, Pondo sets Gage on a chair outside, just seated, and then does a dive over the barbed wire through the like through Gage. Which I'm like, how did he clear that barbed wire? It's yeah, you wouldn't. That's very dangerous. That's maybe one of the most dangerous spots we've seen on CZW's Pondo <laughs> diving. <laughs> And then Wife Beater, like, as soon as this is finished, he picks up that pumpkin and he smashes it right in half over Pondo's head. And I love it because you could tell he just threw it as hard as he could and the crowd just pops huge when yeah, see yeah. this pumpkin split in half. That is good because pumpkins do hurt. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is going to be a fresh pumpkin as well. And Smack Mac takes one of the halves of pumpkins and he puts it on Pondo's head almost like a helmet. Yeah. And then Wife Beater smashes it with a chair into bits. It's yeah, it's like a Nightmare Before Christmas themed wrestling <laughs> wrestling thing. Because this is like, there's a... The and the commentators keep saying trick or treat. And shit like yeah, tr trickle. I think when there's blood, he's like trickle treat. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they keep making weird puns, just remembered. Because like, thankfully, you know, fair play to them. You know, they've left the time and date burning on the video. So we can all see. Because this is like October as well. Yeah. This is like early October. So this is fresh Halloween stuff. Like that pumpkin is fresh. It's going to hurt. And they're, they're like... <laughs> I've just put it together now because they keep going, wife beater looks like a, a, a candy apple. <laughs> like, yeah, and yeah. you're like, very tenuous comparison with that one, but okay. Well, then later in the ring, so wife beater's literally wrapping Pondo's whole body in barbed wire, and they, they transition from Halloween to, I guess Christmas came early, and... White yeah. Peter's wrapping the gifts. Or whatever <laughs> yeah, like. it's very strange because they've never, they've not made many puns throughout the show. They've just mm. like waited till the end to then unload. Well, to be fair, we haven't had commentary for most shows, so maybe they were. Just no, no, I mean like this match. Like, the, oh, yeah. there's been commentary during, but the, the, like this is the first time they're like, yeah, now it's time to do the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they get back in the ring. Uh, Wife Peter hits a sloppy slingshot onto Pondo, like slamming his neck into the barbed wire, but it just looks lame. Then, like I said, he wraps his body in wire so he can't move, and then just starts smashing him with chair shots. And because Pondo's arms are like, like literally wrapped to his side, he's just taking all these chair shots to the head. And then Gage comes in with a chair, and you think he's gonna hit Wife Beater, and then he just starts hitting Pondo with chair shots as well. And then out of nowhere, Nate Hatred appears with a steel sheet, like a cookie sheet, and he's aiming for Wife Beater. So wouldn't you know it, he accidentally hits Nick Gage. It's like the fourth time on this show yeah, that spots happen. Uh, wife beater just lays out hatred and then he casually picks up nick gage for a sit-out powerbomb on top of pondo who's wrapped in barbed wire for the win your new iron man champion once again wife beater 13 minutes and 30 seconds uh, i will say when the camera's panning the ring it's just carnage like yeah Pondo's wrapped up and bleeding from the head nick gage is bleeding and wife beater's bleeding heavier than all of them uh and hate club leaves in tow so now you have the tag titles, the Iron Man Championship, and the, the World Championship in Hate Club's hands. Yeah. And the, the commentators are sort of putting this over. 
And before he even gets to the back, Gage is just on the microphone here, <laughs> yeah. immediately whining about, you just saw me get robbed. Yeah. Everyone in the crowd saw a robbery. And to, be fair to, to be fair to the commentators, the commentators like, Nick Gage, wow, 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 wow. It's just a bizarre way to end the show because Gage yeah. just doesn't stop. He just keeps ranting. About yeah, I don't know if he was meant to. And then he starts pointing out, so you guys think you could kick my ass? This fat ass couldn't kick my ass. This guy with the dreads couldn't kick my ass. And he yeah. literally points out like a dozen people in the crowd. Yeah, he points at every single one. <laughs> it's really weird as well because then like halfway through, Rockin' Rebel comes out and goes, you know what's wrong with this country? Like, <laughs> they're trying to take your gun. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> no, instead, Nick Gage casually leaves and then Pondo gets his moment of glory, putting his arms up. They cheer. And this is the end of the show. Oh, just an awful show, I thought. Yeah, talking about cum shots, I had a real post-nut clarity. <laughs> like, real depressed, like... I'm going to find it hard to come for a while after, <laughs> after <laughs> watching this show. After, yeah, now that I've linked coming <laughs> and wife beater's bloodied face. Um, what, yeah, do you, what do you give this one out of seven? Ah, uh, like 0. 0.1. Like, no, I, I can't... I gave 0. 0.75 out of seven. <sighs> and like, and my, the best thing I could say about it is that I've seen worse... But, like, yeah, the main event left a lot to be desired. I thought that would have been the match it delivered. Yeah. This whole show was, like I said, ra- around Nate Hatred and Rock and Rebel getting pushes. Neither of them deserve pushes. They're no. both awful. Just both like awful characters, awful wrestlers, awful writing. Probably awful people. We can add that to that. <laughs> yeah. No, I think and ju- I'm going to give it just for the, in the future when we've got uh, CZW, like, podcast wiki and they they're putting all the ratings i give this 1.25 like 1.25 it no okay. point point two five okay, for the record wow, okay. no yeah no no point two five yeah no it's uh a really awful show. this is really really awful <laughs> and like it's only been improved because i've managed to laugh about it with you and now you know, have fond memories of imagining Rock and Rebel just going into like a political rally speech, <laughs> <laughs> like very strange. But yeah, just really bad, like really hard to follow. The audio was awful. Uh, Usually, like, there's a bright spot. Usually, Zandig will be there to have a good match or something. Well, they don't respect him enough, so he shouldn't be there. Yeah, no Lobo, no Zandig. Like you're also missing stars on this <laughs> one. Yeah, Lobo was was Lobo there at the start for like two minutes? No, where no, he wasn't oh. there ever. Um, but yeah, but like very, very strange. The bright spot is Trent Acid's new look. Like he looks very cool, but mm-hmm. I just, I mean, even the, you know, like the Trent Acid and thingy match, like you've seen it so many times now, like it's still good, but it, like it can't keep, I can't keep like bumping it up for that because it's just diminishing returns really where I'm like, okay, like give them something else to do, please. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, that is being the comics in the combat zone. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jordan Ducharm at Funny Jordan D on Instagram. And I'm Ben Stead uh, at Pink Hoverboard on Instagram. And thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with you next week.